Okay, we're up on the top floor of Brand Thomas car park. We see the whole of Dublin. And um, can you just tell me what SUV you're driving? Um, it's a Project Can Vogue. Um, basically, it's just like the workhorse. It's fantastic for uh, space. I have two kids and a lot of friends at the weekends. And basically, um, I feel very safe in it. And uh, So this is kind of the car you use when you're with the children? Yeah, very much. It's a great family car. What age are your boys? Um, 10 and 13. Okay, and do you... You know, people go, oh, the yummy mummy who brings their children to school. Would you would you bring them to school? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I suppose I fall in that category. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of others out there the same. And really, you just get on with life. And I don't think of it that way. <laughs> and do you mind me asking, how much does it cost? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I think it's around 180 grand or something like that. 180? Yeah. But um, in saying that, you know, I, I can't tell you exact. <laughs> Sorry. And do you, do you pay it back per month or do you? Well, you'd have to talk to my husband. I just drive what's given to me. I don't mind. <laughs> okay. Um, so what are you going to do today now? I have to run in to get the hair done, to collect bits and pieces, dry cleaning and so forth, and then get back in time for the school again. So it's all juggling life around. of all Irish cars are now sleek, shiny, luxury SUVs. They're not the type that go off-road or that are driven by farmers or get to tow a horse box. 186,540 of these luxury SUV cars were sold last year alone. And so the question is then, who exactly is driving them? The SUV, it's nearly become an epidemic. Rosie? Sorry, just get the dog. SUV stands for Sports Utility Vehicle. Sports Utility Vehicle, what the hell is that? I have a BMW X3, yeah, so, and I've had that for about a year and a half now, so, yeah, I'm delighted with it. So it has a button here for off-road driving, which I've never actually used, because um, I don't really tend to go off-roading too often. <laughs> Because of the boom in our economy, all of a sudden we've been able to afford uh, flashier cars. Yeah, I live in Fox Rock, um, right beside Loretto, the school there, and um, there's every other car around here is an SUV, particularly um, if you're driving past the school, you know, when they're dropping the kids off. So they are very, very trendy around here and a lot of people have them. The luxury SUV evolved and sort of really came to a head in the last number of years when BMW launched the X5 because all of a sudden there was that BMW badge in an urban vehicle that was seen as particularly cool and stylish. So the middle classes desperately um, piled onto the SUV bandwagon and said, oh yeah, I'll have one of these because it's fantastic. I think it's it's like, you know, if you've got your Dolce & Gabbana or Jimmy Choo handbag or whatever it might be, you know, it is, um, Dublin is very label oriented now you know it has changed drastically over the last five years and I noticed that a lot when I was working in advertising 
Um, people are very much driven by what's on trend. And really, it was a case of that sparking everything else. I mean, um, Mercedes had their ML, um, Audi then came along with their Q7, their seven-seater, there was the Volvo XC90. So the posher brands gave us options, they gave us choices. They aspire to have the best of everything. Um, and I think that's reflected in the cars because they they are perceived certainly in the last few years as being um, very, very trendy and everyone wants to have one, really. And that can make a lot of people angry, particularly if you've got a tendency to turn a little green with envy at times. See, the thing was, I grew up on the north side in Finglas, which was basically a working class uh, environment. And then I went to Trinity, which at that stage in the mid 70s was still very much a kind of West Brit. Uh, sort of old Anglo-Irish kind of establishment. So they were the two worlds that I knew. And in 1997, I came back uh, from Amsterdam, where I'd been living for about 15 years. I felt like Oshin and Yignafina. The whole world had been transformed in my absence, you know. One of the things that struck me was the, uh, the ubiquity of uh, four-wheel drive vehicles, particularly very large, shiny ones, um, usually driven by hard-faced, dyed blondes um, who are flying up and down the hills in Dalky. Um, irregardless of pedestrians or uh, cyclists. And um, in Amsterdam, I'd lived there for 15 years in a very middle-class environment. But the Dutch wealth is, it's very old wealth. And the thing about old wealth is it tends to be not ostentatious. Well, because, in, because I work in the arts, because I'm a writer and I'm writer-in-residence in Galway, you become very aware of the relationship between the arts and the public sphere and the way people spend money. And uh, I, I was talking to a painter recently, uh, an American painter, and we were comparing New York and Chicago. And he was saying, well, you know, it's much better to live in New York than in Chicago in turn, as, you know, as an artist. And I said, why? And he said, well, the New Yorkers are seven generations removed from poverty and the Chicagoans are five generations removed. That means they take more risks and they'll spend more money on the arts. And um, that's the way it is in Ireland at the moment. You'll find that suddenly uh, the nouveau riche have moved on. So they're now buying um, paintings by modern Irish artists, uh, whereas the nouveau nouveau riche are still at the SUV stage. We're not far off the clothes situation where you have this season's car, next season's car, and so on. And it's the same, virtually the same with SUVs. And if you got a group of motoring journalists into a room, uh, which is a frightening thought, and we were let loose to talk about cars, we'd be saying, oh, well, this season's thing, or this must have is this, and it's going to be replaced by this. And it's the exact same as fashion. So I'm looking at you, like you've blonde hair, you have big sunglasses on, <laughs> driving X3. So yes, so you would... Yeah, I, li I like to be out and about and, you know, going to nice restaurants and bars and clubs and stuff like that, you know. Um, which, again, in my business, it's really, really important to be out there and in the know of who's who and what's what. Anybody who gets into an SUV and then drives in traffic thinks, Oh, this is wonderful because I can see over the other cars. I can have a good look down the way. I can, I can. Um, uh, all of a sudden, I feel much more secure. I'm up here, so that's the trouble. People then find that this is an irresistible uh, force, an irresistible way to drive, and they can't even contemplate getting back down to ground level when they're already in the penthouse. I understand why some women would feel safer in an SUV, um, because you're up above the ground you're kind of protected, you're sending out a threatening signal. And I think some women would like to do that. But again, what struck me coming from a country where everybody, not everybody, but many people were blonde, was I left a country where people had dark hair and, uh, well, I suppose, let's say more heavy set. 
than is the norm now. To come back to a country where everybody was skinny and blonde. Uh, there is a new breed of woman, definitely in Ireland, who's very business-like. It's kind of, you know, it's sex in the Irish city. It's like, as I was saying earlier about the handbags and the, you know, the shoes and so forth, you know, it is ridiculous to pay a thousand, five hundred, fifteen hundred euro on a bag, but people do. Have you done? I've spent thirteen hundred euro on a bag, yeah. So the Dublin Regis uh, urban SUVs, I suppose. Um, yeah, you can you can shake a little bit of a fist at them. It's uh, Jimmy Choo. The thing that has happened to the drivers of those is they've got into these vehicles. They've realised what a wonderful driving position they have, how safe and secure they feel, and then if they've bought a performance version how magical it is to be swept along on a magic carpet. I enjoy it, so... But that's what I'm talking about, so it's nothing to do with cost-effectiveness at all. So you can't blame them. It's almost as if they've, you know, they've been given a little bit and they've been, they're hooked, and now it's an addiction. And that's one of the things we would have studied in advertising. You know, people, if they want something, they'll, they'll be prepared to pay whatever they want, whatever, whatever it costs to... To have it. If you haven't sat in an SUV or driven an SUV, you won't know what it's all about. But I challenge anybody to get into an SUV and not see where that SUV driver is coming from or SUV owner. They really are quite addictive. Party girl, Let's put them all together for a journey in an SUV. Will they see each other's point? Will they come to blows? The blonde, the poet, and the hack. Let's hear how it goes. It's, it's, a, it's a brown... I just saw a woman walking past her going into the Cedars wearing Dolce Gabbana sunglasses. Mm. You know, it... it that is what it's all about. It's about who but you are. A, isn't she allowed where Dodge she's a, she is a, she is a, Exactly. What I'm saying is the SUV is a very large equivalent of these mm. sunglasses. They do. But I suppose, first thing, Mignol, I challenge you. Look, we're sitting up high here. Yeah. We've got great visibility of the road ahead. For parents, people on the school run, they can see down, they can see over cars, they can see where parking spaces are. Now, of course, if everybody drives these, exactly. then the vision is restricted. But for the moment... It's a case of not everybody drives these, so you do have this extra commanding view of the road. Uh, well, I, I've just been um, talking to a lot of immigrants in, in Galway for a project I'm working on, and one of the strange things that they all say when they write about their experience of Galway is the way uh, cars treat pedestrians and cyclists. which they, It's as if they don't exist, and what you're saying in a way fits into that that you're in your car, it's a very Irish thing in a way, it's your property, it's your car, you're safe, you're secure, and you're not thinking in a social way, you're not thinking of the bigger picture, you're not thinking of other people going to school, going to work on bikes, you're not thinking of the pedestrian who you might hit, uh, and who might have less chance of survival. Uh, why is this feeling of security and feeling above so important? I think it's outrageous to presume that anybody gets into a car and thinks less of a cyclist or a pedestrian. Uh, it has absolutely nothing to do with why people would drive an SUV. I think it's clear, Michal, that you have an issue with people <laughs> being able to drive something which is beyond the pure function of, you know, providing a task. Mm. And I think, with all uh, fairness, it's, it's kind of, should we all be driving around in sort of Chairman Mao style one-meter yeah. cars? Or should we all be forced onto bicycles? I think people, mm. 
people are expressing themselves and are, are allowed to enjoy the sensation or the feeling they get behind the wheel and a lot of people really love this elevated position in an SUV. Um, for me, um, it, it's, you know, if, if you work hard in life, you, you know, you do a lot of hours, you put yourself under a lot of pressure, is it not okay to reward yourself with something? To be honest, for me, it's more about what I want. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Well, exactly. See, I, 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 I do find that an unacceptable attitude and very much typical of the kind of New Ireland we live in, that you don't care about other people and that you don't I care how I they feel. I didn't say I care about other people. Uh, I said that's, I'm talking about you're talking my about, own... You're talking about your own aspirations and fulfilling your own aspirations. Well, I don't want to sound like a Maoist, but uh, no, I have to, to repeat the argument again. Uh, that is what's wrong with Ireland at the moment, is that individual aspiration has become the ultimate thing and everybody's allowed to do what they want. Suddenly we have enough money to buy what we want. I pay a huge amount towards society, you know, do you know what I mean? So I don't feel guilty or anything like that because as far as I'm concerned, I'm putting in an awful lot more money than other people are. It's the same as I want to upgrade my house to a larger house. I don't necessarily need it, but I would like it because I would like to have a separate room for an office. You know, do you see what I mean? Yeah, bigger, better, blinger, yeah. Well, everything's about bling. This handbag is bling. Oh, my God, this it's bag. dazzling. Yeah, yeah uh, well, you know. Is it made out of old shoes? It's not a, it's not a practical <laughs> bag in uh, any way, sense, uh, but, but I love it. Uh, and it gives, you know, I'm happy with it. It makes me happy. So yeah. what what's wrong with that? I, I think there's a certain mm. amount of, of maybe artistic snobbery without mm. being offensive. <laughs> I know. People operate in, in different stages. Yeah. You probably see four wheels of different size boxes and the bigger boxes mm. annoy you because you feel that that person is, is, has something which is to excess. And yes, you're absolutely right. The bottom line is it isn't necessary, but you cannot deny and you cannot say that people shouldn't be allowed to have the choice to get something that they enjoy. What you're saying is you should deny them their happiness by not letting them drive SUVs. We're in Sagart at the minute and I'm picking up some stuff there and then we're driving down to Avoca to have lunch. Um, and then later on I have to do a big grocery shop and just I literally wheel the trolley up and um, throw the stuff in the boot, which is handy. Um, you don't have to bend over all the time, which is great. I don't have back problems, but my husband does. And when you're pregnant as well, it's lovely to not have to be bending over. And well, we have heated seats in this, and it's that's the one thing I adore about this car <laughs> or Jeep. When you get used to something a little bit more luxurious, then you're kind of caught, if you like. The headline there said um, the live register has gone up again, so there's now 5.5% unemployment. I just wonder the amount of SUVs, like, do you ever wonder, worry about, you know, how everyone's affording all this stuff? I think most people are living in, in the black, really, between mortgages and cars. And a lot of it's for show, usually, but um, certainly myself and my husband aren't like that we're not doing things because we want other people to go oh wow did you see what they have in the driveway today we have um, Claude's Kia Sorento and we have uh, my Volvo XC90 yeah so Dave just gave it to me just before Christmas well Claude drove um, my wife. yeah my wife Claude drove uh, an old BMW and when Billy arrived nine months ago I just had it in my head that it would be safer for Cloda and also more convenient that she drive uh, 
just a, a car with a larger boot and a car that's sat up higher on the road. And I knew he felt it would be safer if I was driving in that as well. The, the Kia was very attractive size-wise, manoeuvrability-wise, and you know you, you do spend an extra couple of quid buying that car, but as a friend of mine says, you save that on physio bills, so you're not lowering kids and, and gear into a car. So He was meant to be heading over to London, and then he, I had called the AA because the Beamer wouldn't start, and then he he came to the door and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he said, well, um, come outside. And I said, why? And he said, I have your Christmas present. And I said, what? Uh, the Kia cost just under 40,000 euros. So I went out and I was just so shocked. It was very exciting. It's a substantial investment. But, you know, I think with regard to the whole debate about SUVs, um, you know, your family is a substantial investment. You want them safe. Uh, the little people are important. And um, it has all the mod cons that he wanted and he, he thinks that are very important, as men do. But I just feel so much safer up higher and um, it's better for Billy as well. My little son. But according to David, we live in the buckle of the baby belt, which I think is absolutely hilarious right here in, in Monreed. And we are that example. We are in our 30s. We have a young baby and we drive SUVs. And we have a deck. And we have a deck. Yeah. What does he call them? The deck landers, the people who, who build a deck because their next door neighbor build a deck. And then they arrive home in their in their uh, family sedan or their family saloon and they see the guy next door has bought an SUV. and suddenly the peer pressure kicks in. It's a very, it's a great debate from a car producer's point of view or from a, a car dealer's point of view because uh, the SUV is an aspirational car, but not in a, you know, for some in a snobby way. You know, you get the, um, a classic example, you get the uh, SUV driver with low profile tires, which basically says, I will never drive in a field. You know, I, this car will never do anything except drive over tarmac and bitumen. Now, from our point of view, um, you know, my in-laws are farmers. These cars spend a lot of time on the farm. We're going to build a house. These cars will spend a lot of time on the site. Um, so it makes sense to, you know, that you have something that's ready. If I drive the five series down to the farm or to the site where we're building the house, then uh, it's not going to last very long. And when you say about Dave McWilliams, the snob thing, what do you mean? Who's the snob? You were well, the guy who, they, no. well, I'd never accuse David of being a snob. I think he's a great uh, economist and, and both he and George Lee would be bears, I know. But, they, you know, they're they're necessary evil uh, when it comes to commentary on, on society in general. But um, it's the guy who looks over the fence and he sees his neighbor go, driving an SUV or he sees his neighbor with a deck. That's the guy who's become a snob. Unwittingly, he's become a snob. So what would you say if someone looks into you, they see you're just in this big, huge car, you're on your own? Yeah, well, this big, huge car is about two and a half feet longer than perhaps some of the other cars on the road. And, you know, if someone wants to have a debate about two and a half feet, I'm, I'm all ears, really. That amazes me because, you know, we know that we have high debt ratio, personal debt ratio. But, I mean, these things are not cheap. I mean, how people can go out and afford them, and yet with high house prices and mortgages, I just don't understand it. I just do not 
comprehended. I couldn't afford one. Not that I want one. Never have desired one. See, it's all about desire, though. Maybe, do you ever think you're out of time with... Staying on a bicycle? And your whole mentality out of time with what's happening in Ireland, or especially Dublin at the moment. Oh, indeed. I, I do feel that, that the world um, is moving on, and that I could be in a, a little time warp or something. Climate change is catching up. I'm Dr. Mike McKillen, I'm chairman of the Dublin Cycling Campaign, which is the advocacy organisation for basically commuting cyclists or anyone who wants to use the, the bike as a utility um, uh, vehicle, uh, because we must remember bikes are vehicles, and if you just Google Dublin Cycling Campaign, um, you'll get to the website. But you have a great title. Oh yeah, we called SUVs the axles of evil. Neil, yeah, uh, look at this now. We're, we're at motorway speeds. We're doing 120 kilometres on a motorway. How secure does this feel? Um, I don't. On. I don't feel the difference. Yeah, no, uh, come on, you're lying. No. You're oh, fibbing. Look at my eyes. <laughs> They're bloodshot. You're hungover. Uh, no, I'm only joking. No, no. <laughs> no, no lack of sleep. No, it is. It's a. It's a very secure place to be. It just. It, and that's why people love it. Mm. They love this position. And when they go back to a car, they actually feel more, they genuinely feel more vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. Again, it's a question of status. I mean, there's a great story. Uh, Clive James was at the film festival in Cannes, and this, uh, this wealthy producer invited him onto his yacht. And there was a massive yacht with a staff of 20 and so forth. And Clive James got on the yacht, and the guy said, What do you think of my boat? You know, expecting, expecting Clive to be impressed. And he looked around and he said, Where's the helipad? You know, and he said, uh, you know, the guy, his whole his boat turned to ashes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's the problem with status symbols. You know, there's always a guy who has a bigger one, you know. Well, this is it. I mean, I, I think it's just the way society is about everything. It's like kids have to have, you know, I mean, I've got three nephews and, you know, it doesn't matter about cost. Um, and then the ads are being rammed down their faces as well every yeah. five seconds, well, I mean, you know. That's so, a good point. I mean, so they're starting off, yeah. you know, like my two-year-old nephew, he, he's so aware of fashion and status and symbols and all yeah. the rest of it, you know, because it's just been rammed. At, it's just the way, you know, yeah. society is about everything. Yeah, I agree entirely. And it's not just Ireland. I mean, Ireland is a very, very extreme example. Mm. Uh, but you play the game yeah. by, you know, buying this car instead of that car. Uh, yeah. Because, as I say, what people know about you is what they see yeah. and they see your clothes they see your car and they make a judgment about you and you want them to make that judgment about you you want them to understand what you're saying there's an element of tribe you know in Africa you can tell the Maasai from another tribe Catherine you'll see it in people who will have similar bags that SUVs in the urban environment the large ones in particular it is from my point of view cruelty to vehicles because they're never used properly to go off-road or you never see the full capabilities that they have but unfortunately um, we all want to be part of a certain tribe. You probably know bucket loads of vegetarians, and I'm only being—I'm being a bit flippant here, <laughs> yeah. because you're in the arts. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, it's probably true. Uh, I know lots of people who go out and, and have Chinese takeaways mm. and would watch rugby. Again, that's my yeah. little tribe. Yeah. I'm wearing an Ireland rugby jersey for heaven's yeah. sake. So people always want to be part of a tribe, yeah. and certain vehicles are—it doesn't, doesn't, are, it doesn't are, actually accessorise with the car, though. 
Well, you see, it is. It's an accessory in the same way a house is an accessory or a lifestyle. Mm. Or a but all I'm saying is I'm trying to look at it. I mean, I do, I'm do. i sitting in it now and I don't feel any different than if I'm sitting in an ordinary car, to tell you the truth. I don't get it. But you're maybe, I'm, maybe I'm tone deaf. What about the wonderful it, it company feels, you're with? Uh, <laughs> you feel completely invigorated. Yes, I, yes exactly. Yeah. Well, it's always <laughs> nice to meet different tribes uh, <laughs> in the jungle of Dundrum car, car Park. Uh, but I don't feel the difference. I get my hands on this, I love it. <laughs> what does your husband say when you kind of... He's very it? good about it, actually. If he's not going anywhere, he's like, yep, yeah. I say, I'm, can I take your... It, it was, can I take your car for so long? And now it's just, I'm taking your car, bye. <laughs> so now you kind of go, oh, I don't really like my X3 as much anymore. Yeah, totally. I'm kind of not gone off it, but uh, I just... I know now when I'm changing what I'd really love, this would be my dream. Now I do think it would be a bit silly, the two of us with the same car outside the drive. And for a while he had his X5 and I had my X3 and his was black as well. So it looked a bit naff now, to be honest. But uh, Your husband, he bought this new? He did, yeah. And how much did it cost? I think it was about 85,000, I think. I could be wrong. How much was your X3? Mine was 62, something like, no. Yeah, I think it was about 62 or six, around that mark, anywhere from 62 to 66,000. So you look, you have like about 150,000 worth of cars between you. Yeah, <laughs> well, of course they'd be higher purchase, <laughs> you know. And do you know how much it costs monthly? Um, I think it's a little over a thousand euro a month for mine. It could be a bit higher for my husband's, I think. So that's like a mortgage? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Does it worry you sometimes, just like with a recession coming down the path, you know, things like higher purchase, you know, you have a mortgage, you then have higher purchase on two very expensive cars, then you hear George Lee talking about everything going on. people are talking us into a recession. long blonde hair, black shades, <laughs> diamond earrings, then you have your sleek black car. I mean, there is a certain yeah. look. Would you be aware of that? Oh yeah, girl likes to look good and feel good. I think if you look good, you feel good. And um, I suppose, yeah, that goes with it as well. You have to have the nice shades. And um, I love handbags and shoes like, like any other girl. You know, what girl doesn't? <laughs> That is, in a way, our new culture. Yeah. Uh, and the SUV is a crucial part of that new culture. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, it has no particular... I mean, despite Michael's arguments, I still don't see it as having any real function or any real use. But the actual... Uh, what it's saying in, in society, it is. it has this, uh, this brand function. And that's probably what I have the problem with. Uh, not just the SUV, but the whole branding thing. Yeah. And the SUV... What it's saying to me in Dublin is particularly bad because Dublin is a city with, you know, large, poor areas. 
Yeah. So uh, we tend to forget that. We, we don't like to think about that. Uh, we, tend, we, we talk about, we accentuate the positive. And I mean, even yesterday there was a politician complaining that people were talking down the economy. Does that, that is, we've been talking ourselves up for 10 years. And in a way, having the big flash car is talking yourself up because maybe you can't really afford it. Maybe your car has been bought with equity from your house, which is overinflated in price. Uh, we don't know, uh, but it's saying something. And I think in the Irish context, it's saying something not very pleasant, which is I'm doing well, this is great. Uh, we're going forward. You don't care about the rest, you know. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm someone who, um, as a student, and you know, when I was in my early twenties, I used to, you know, go and give free grinds to kids in areas, you know, where the schools were horrendous. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I used to do. So I'm someone who doesn't think that way. Well, I'm not criticizing yeah. personally. No, no, I'm just, I'm ju no, I'm just using me as an example, of course. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so. But it has to do with the identity that people know who you are, you know. Don't yeah. you know who I am? Yeah. And it's, uh, that seems to be an Irish fear uh, in particular, that you, people have to know who you are and what tribe you are and how much money you have. They have to know it straight away because yeah. otherwise they feel slightly insecure. I, think that's every, I, I don't yeah. think it's just Ireland, though. I think it's uh, no, it's not, it's not just Ireland, but Ireland seems to be very extreme. Or maybe it's just because it's so new in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel that a lot. Oh, indeed. I, I do feel that, that the world um, is moving on and that I could be in a, a little time warp or something. But what is going to sort that out is congestion charging, greenhouse gas emission, climate change. These are all going to disappear off the road. SUVs? Large engined vehicles have had their day in the sun. I mean, at the moment, the only people that regard as antisocial are people like myself who are arguing against it because of the damage it's doing to the environment and damage that it does and impact. When people kind of go, yeah, no, and I really accept you, and they go, yeah, I know, I feel terrible, and you're slightly vaguely making me feel guilty, but I love my car, I love my life, and sorry. No, no, it, it, we'll get through to people like that eventually, don't worry. 50 years? No, much shorter, because, see, there's... The climate change pressure is coming, and that's what will do the trick anyway. There's a big one. But he's a builder. Does that excuse him? No, no. Look, there's no dirt on it. Most of them don't have to uh, go off-road to build anything. Most building is done where you park it on the, on the roadside. You might need to drive up on the pavement, though. A lot of SUVs are driven up on the pavement for parking. You're you know, talking about the school run now, aren't absolutely, you? Absolutely, yes. Tell the, the only time they're off the road is when they're up on the pavement dropping the little ones off at school. Welcome to Chaos Morning, nice to meet you. What do you take your hands out of the wet? Oh. Here, guys, do you want to make your orange juice before it's all gone? Yeah. Yeah. We have four monkeys in this house, uh, ranging from age six down to two or three. We need one seven-seater for our own needs. It's just a, it's a necessity, just at the mortgages at this stage. So, uh, but we did get rid of one because it was just ridiculous. Like, what were you paying back a month? Oh, paying back about 1,600, 1,700 on one vehicle. And then, so with the two, you would have been paying back? Over 3,000. 
It depreciates rapidly, by the way. The SUVs depreciate far quicker than a, than a luxury car at the same price. Uh, I, I, you know, our friends who go to some of the more expensive, you know, South County Dublin schools are finding that every single person has to have a new SUV dropping off Johnny or. I think they feel peer pressure in modern Ireland that they have to look the part and so they're prepared to sacrifice other needs to, to look the part and, and to have you know the, a 07 or a 08 car. But it's just ridiculous. But is there only competition among the women or do you think me, the men and husbands are the same? Um, I don't know about the men. I think the men are probably more mortified than the women, <laughs> to be honest. What's that mean? <laughs> I'm just talking to them. They think it's, it's, it's scandalous, actually. I know men like cars, but they don't like that sort of thing. Just stupid. So if you went out for a few pints with guys with like similar SUVs, you know, in the driveway and all that, do you think they're mortified? Were they ever said? Oh, they said it, yeah. What have yeah. they said? Go on. They said they're mortified dropping off the kids to certain schools to see the fashion parade that is between the hairstyles and the SUVs and the whole lot, the look. And would they talk to their wives and go, look, I'm putting my foot down? Uh, I No, I think it's probably a line too far. <laughs> and that's the reality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think there's certainly the SUV woman driver is certainly a new breed in Ireland. As I said, you know, the, 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 the husbands are slightly mortified or increasingly mortified by the whole, the whole uh, get-up. Um, but uh, uh, they see it as, a, as, a, as a, an unnecessary and ostentatious display of wealth. Um, and if they have a large borrowing or loan on it, the reality is, is that they're, they're throwing money away. The running cost of, of petrol or diesel is not the issue. It's a depreciation. It might be 20000 a year. And they can't say that's their wives. I think they've said it to their wives. I just think they haven't won the argument. What do the wives say? Do they ever say any replies? I think they like the idea of being a pie. Do you think women like women look sexy or powerful or something in their SUV? Or? I think it's primarily safety. I think there's an awful lot of insecurity out there. And the bigger and stronger the SUV, the more safety it gives. have directly made yeah. a huge additional contribution in taxes straight away to the government. If they bought a small car, no additional mm. money would have gone into yeah. the coffers of the government. So blame the government for, property, yeah. for, for poverty, not people driving cars or choosing to drive something which is larger than somebody yeah. else's. Because everybody will always want a bigger willy than the other person. Mm. Uh, yes, but if you have a really big willy, you don't need a big car. Yeah, but you see, I have a <laughs> tiny willy and I want a big willy. That's exactly. what I'm driving. <laughs> oh my God. Can't believe we're having this discussion. They're <laughs> 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 yes, getting on the brass tacks now. Yeah. Well, here we are coming into Westwood Gym. I mean, you know, it's all, you know, I mean, I've, I'm a member here and some people say to me, oh God, are you not a member of David Lloyd's in Riverview? And I'm like, no, I like Westwood. It's near to my house. But that that's just another example of, you know. I don't. I don't live. Well, I do. Kind. Of, I live on the south side of the river. But is there is there such a strong kind of social control? Yeah. Oh south, God. Absolutely. Yeah. People will say stuff like that to you. Yeah. Absolutely. I've there, had that more uh, so than I've had issues. You know, mm. people say things about my car. To be honest. Yeah. And I said no. It's just around the corner from my house. Like mm. bonkers. And, and who are these people? Are they? Are they uh, do they, do they work or are they married to people who are or rich or just people I know? Yeah. Just out, you know, out and about. Yeah. I'd be yeah. out and about socialising a lot, and you know, you just chat to people. Oh, you know, mm. oh, 
you know, I was at the gym tonight or whatever yeah. it might be. And oh, uh, Westwood, oh, it's okay, you know. No, we're members of uh, um, David Lloyd's, actually, you know, yeah. this type of thing. And that's social death. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, I don't want to get personal, but is it like the norm now in your sort of social groupings for women who are, you know, qualified and educated not to work? Um, certain people um, I know are, are like that, yeah. I must say. Um, it's all about um, finding you know, a guy who's fairly loaded and then just... Um, or really loaded even. Or really loaded or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like, I, I can't understand that argument as well because I'd be bored to tears, you yeah. know, and it's, I like to earn my own money. Yeah. But there are a lot of people like that. So they have a lot of time to think about uh, handbags and cars and uh, well, gyms. If you, if you were to nip into the gables mm. there for coffee, yeah. like let's say you were half an hour early, you'd see all the, you know, mm. do you know what I mean? All the yeah. wives all sitting there yeah. and talking about rubbish. Better be really dark. Come on, quickly, we can do it. You know where it is. Cameron, is yours done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've been at all as late as me this morning. Oh yeah, there's another one. It is no. It is a huge amount of SUVs at the school in the morning. Um, again, like I suppose a lot of there's a lot of um, you know largeish families. I mean, mostly I have to be honest when I look in them, and I'm always curious to see how many car seats and generally if you look in them there's pretty much a car seat on every single seat in the car so people are buying them for a reason and they're buying them because they have a lot of kids and if you have a lot of small kids it's the safest thing you can probably put them in tell me where you parked oh right <laughs> i parked where there was the only space i could see on a very very wide footpath beside another car that is parked on the extremely wide footpath but it's only for two seconds because they're going to run in. Needs must. I'm actually conscious of that now because I sort of look at you and they look very pointedly at their bike and then back at you. So I think it's sort of, you know, it's equal one-upmanship. And it's even better if they can get all the recyclables on the handlebars as well, just to prove that after they've dropped their children and, you know, to school on the bike or walk, that they're actually going to trundle all the way up to, up to the recycling bin just to make me feel really bad. Next it'll be the eco mom. It will, Eco Mom will be next with the, all the kids in a tandem. <laughs> have you seen the number of spare bags I have in the back of the car? Yeah, you see, I've organised that end to the environment. It was not an environmental decision, so you can beat me up all you like on it, but you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's compromise. Everything's a compromise, honey. I'm still, I'm still seeing myself. Every time I, you know, I open the roof of this, I still visualise myself in my little red. 92D, soft top. I'm still mentally back there, even though I'm sitting up here. <laughs> That's a status symbol. That is a status symbol. 
No, that's an Audi. It's an Audi Q7, oh, seven, seven seats, although you can get the X5 in yeah. seven seats as well, which makes it a very practical people carry. Yeah. See, welcome uh, to the tribe. Yeah. So let's let's stop off at a butcher's, mm. get some raw meat. And, uh, well, uh, the other thing to say is <laughs> I have my, my dog in the car. She's a rescue dog. She's a little mush. You know, she's a mixture of God knows what. <laughs> no, but people have said to me, what, what kind of dog is that? And I said, well, she's a mixture. She was a rescue dog. And I've noticed certain people have been like, oh, right. You know, like she's not a pug or she's not yeah. a... Do you know what I mean? And She's not a beach on free save. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it yeah, sounds yeah. to me like you're driving the wrong car. <laughs> she doesn't. She's she's beginning now to be know each other a bit better. She sounds less and less like less what like I would have characterised as the classic SUV driver. Yeah. You know, so maybe you can get a rescue car. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's a man who lives across the road from us who has two little pugs, and he doesn't like his two little pugs playing with Rosie because <laughs> and they're disgusting little things, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So. That sounds go. good. <laughs> yeah. But um. So is that everything you need? Okay, well, Michael. lovely to meet you. Cheers, Paul. Well, yeah, it was nice to meet you. And um, you should actually write a novel about uh, what goes on out here I've started. in Fox Rock. I've started you have? writing bits, yeah. Uh, okay, you should be like uh, under a pseudonym, I'd say. Oh, God, yeah. I, guess <laughs> I have no friends left. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? The, the girl who didn't dye her hair. Uh, <laughs> there's no such thing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See you. Nice to See meet you. you. Bye. Cheers, Bye. It will be interesting. <laughs> I buy it. You'll be the villain then, though. Okay, so the initial challenge was I defy anyone not to get into an SUV and not be seduced by it. So we got Michael to get into an SUV. Okay, I think we failed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, it gets you, get you around, you know. Get you from A to B. But you're not seduced? No, no. The driving position, the view you had of the road? No. <laughs> okay. Did you not feel a little bit more secure? No, no. See, <laughs> right, we'd agree okay. to differ. Oh, right. Right. All so, well, thanks for the ride, Michael. You're and welcome. you can stuff your SUV. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's I'm okay. just going to go off now and leave a cloud of smoke behind that you'll choke in. <laughs> Lovely man. You can get the bus, though.